0: E S N Y. All right, what up? How we doing? It's been uh, it's been a little bit over... A no, it's been like six days. I think we're a little bit under a week since my last podcast episode. And I'm sorry. I did not release a preview of the Giants-Cowboys week five matchup. I mean, I would have been previewing a blowout. So I guess we can look at it from that perspective. But regardless, I would like to apologize for not coming through on my promise and releasing a Giants-Cowboys preview. But regardless... We're back again. It's the Wide Right Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Honey, as always, of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Great to have you in on this hot Tuesday afternoon. It, it's so hot. it's look, My parents came this past weekend to my apartment to help me uh, take out my AC. By the way, it's episode 89. I had to look that up because I had been a little off track, as you know. It's episode 89. Welcome in. My parents came to my apartment to move my... Uh, ace helped me move my AC out of my room I uh, was like scared to death that I, we were gonna drop this thing because I live on a sixth floor walk-up not that the walk-up matters at that point but I live in the sixth floor there's an alleyway below me it's so no one's probably there but I didn't want to drop this AC so my parents came and helped me and I almost told them last minute I, you can come through and we can go out to eat whatever do you know and walk around but like it's so hot it's like so I don't know I don't know I don't know if Taking the AC out was the right choice. At this point, it's not. I have a fan. It's not as powerful as the AC. I mean, what fan is? But it, regardless, I take the we take the AC out, and it's been 48 hours, 72 hours, I guess. It's been a bad choice thus far. I, I, it, I, I'm not kidding. It's so hot out. I can't believe it's this hot, October 12th. I don't even know the temperature. It's probably not even that high. I'm just like being yeah, 66, that's totally not that bad at all. But regardless, it is like I'm sweating, to say the least. Maybe that's because I live on the sixth floor of a walk-up and I have to like, it takes, it's It's so far. It's such a far walk up the stairs, I can't do it. Um. But regardless, we're not here to talk about my problems. We're here to talk about the problems of other people. And that is the New York Giants, who obviously lost 44 to 20 on Sunday afternoon in Dallas, what is this? Their eighth loss to Dallas in the last nine. I think yeah, eighth loss to Dallas in their last nine matchups. They lost both in 2017, 18, and 19. That's six. Uh, they lo- they went one and one, so seven out of eight last year, and then eight out of nine. Yeah, so they have lost eight of their last nine matchups to Dallas. This time, 44 to 20. And listen, you could say the injuries to Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and Kenny Galladay played huge roles in this loss. And I'm not going to take that away from you. You'd be right. Okay, it's tough to win games, especially against a talented Dallas team. And this is a talented Dallas team. I mean, I haven't released my latest power rankings. They come out tomorrow on EliteSportsNY.com. Dallas is five. I'll just give you a sneak preview on that. Dallas is number five in my power rankings. This is a good Cowboys team with an elite quarterback, and top-tier weapons, and Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalton Schultz. This is a good Cowboys team with a good defense, too, with Diggs and Micah Parsons. It's good. It's a good team. It is tough to win games when you don't have your starting quarterback who left the game with a concussion, uh, who when you don't have your starting running back who left the game with a low ankle sprain, and you don't have your top-tier receiver who you paid a $72 million contract in the offseason, too, who left with an, um Galladay left with a knee injury it's tough to beat any team let alone a talented Cowboys team with Mike Glennon at quarterback Devontae Booker at running back and a receiving core that doesn't include Kenny Galladay and on top of that didn't include Sterling Shepard or Darius Slayton who were out with hamstring injuries so you got Glennon Booker Darius Toney is obviously talented but he was the only really reliable weapon John Ross Colin Johnson and CJ Board you're not beating the Cowboys team with that lineup. No shot. No shot. I don't care if it's for two quarters. I don't care if it's for one or three qu- I don't care how long it is. You're not beating the Cowboys team with that lineup. And that's what they had to do. So yes, you can say they played those injuries on top of the injuries they were already dealing with, with Shepard and Slayton and Peppers on the defensive end and Andrew Thomas. You could say all oh, those injuries played roles. And they did. I'm not going to take that away from you. Regardless, though. This defense needs to figure it out, and they need to figure it out quick, because there is no pass rush, the secondary can't be trusted, James Bradbury is nowhere near the James Bradbury, the Pro Bowl James Bradbury of 2020, okay, they're not getting the production they thought they would be getting out of Leonard Williams, who signed a three-year, $63 million contract in the offseason. I'm pretty sure Leonard Williams, I mean, you could basically, it's basically evident at this point that Leonard Williams is suffering the effects of the loss of Dalvin Tomlinson in free agency. Uh, I think they're really missing, although I like Tay Crowder and I think Reggie Raglan is doing a good job, I think they're missing Blake Martinez a great amount and uh, there's just no pass rush and they missed Peppers too on the, uh, on the back end. There's just no pass rush. There isn't. And they needed to pressure the quarterback this week in order to have Dak make mistakes. And Dak did make a couple of mistakes. He threw a pick early in the game. But you need to consistently pressure the quarterback. Any quarterback who has time in this league, especially a top five quarterback like Dak Prescott, and he is a top five quarterback, I will argue with anybody. If you give any quarterback in this league, let alone Dak Prescott, time in the pocket to operate, he will operate and do so at a high level. And he did that on Sunday. What did he throw for? Three touchdowns, right? Over 300 yards. Let me look up. Yeah, 302 yards, three touchdowns. He had the one beautiful. I mean, what the one beautiful play call? The uh, touchdown pass to Zeke, the fake pitch, and then the touch pass over the head of the pass rusher. Zeke just walked in, basically high-stepped in. I don't know how he didn't get a taunting penalty. But regardless, I, I don't like the ta- I, I don't like the taunting penalty anyway. So why should I even argue about it? What a beautiful play call. I'm telling you right now, J- Jason Garrett wouldn't make that type of play call. I think we can all agree on that. The defense needs to figure this out. They really do. I mean, this is a group that kept the Giants in, in the season last year, basically. I mean, so did the, you know, th- what also kept the Giants in the season last year was Dak Prescott's injury in Washington and Philly not being great. But what kept the Giants playoff contenders or contenders to win the NFC East was their defense last year. Their offense wasn't good. Their offense was second to last in yards and points. They didn't have a number one receiver legitimately. They didn't have Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones was hurt for a couple of games late in the year. They didn't have top tier weapons. You know, Sterling Shepard was going against number one cornerbacks and he's not a number one receiver. Why do you think he's been good this year when he's healthy? Because he's finally going against number three and two corners, which he's obviously going to be better against than number one corners. This defense is what kept this team in the 2020 season, and it has not repeated its strong performance from last year in 2021. It just simply hasn't. And it's killing them. It's killing this Giants team. 44 points. I understand 37 of them were from the pick six, but regardless, you're giving up 37 points. This defense was supposed to be a great defense during this year, and it's given up 37 points to the Cowboys. I don't care if the Cowboys are that talented should have been giving up 37 points if you're supposed to be a strong defense. Gave up 515 total yards, 201 rushing yards. 201. I mean they they almost had 2 100-yard rushers. Zeke got 110 yards and Tony Pollard at 75. Zeke averaged 5.2 yards per carry, Tony Pollard averaged 5.4 yards per carry. So they got two backs you're letting average more than 5 yards per carry and each had four, each had more than 10 carries. Pollard at 14 carries, Zeke at 21 And they're both averaging Over 5 yards a carry In a passing league When you're paying Leonard Williams $63 million And you highly value Dexter Lawrence that's That's abysmal This defense has got to figure it out. Every week, I bash the offense and I bash Jason Garrett. I don't feel it's fair to do so this week, although the offense didn't do much. I don't feel it's fair or necessary to do so this week because of the injuries to Jones and Barkley and Shepard and Slayton and Galladay and Thomas, who was active but didn't play. And the fact that Giants started Nate Solder at left tackle and they went with their fifth different offensive line, starting offensive line in as many games. I don't feel it's necessary to bash Jason Garrett in the offense given the circumstances that they've had to deal with in the last week or so. So I'm going to bash the defense. Defense has got to be better. The injuries can play a role in this loss. The defense plays a massive role as well. It's not ideal. It's not ideal, and it's certainly not ideal when you look at the upcoming schedule. I mean, look at the offenses that they still have to go up against. Matthew Stafford and the Rams... Come to MetLife Stadium next Sunday at one o'clock. That should be fun. Carolina, I mean, that's okay. I mean, who knows with Sam Darnold? He he has one game, and then all of a sudden he throws three picks on Sunday. But they do have McCaffrey coming back soon, and then they got Mahomes in Kansas City. I understand Kansas City is struggling, but it's still Mahomes, and it's still Andy Reid, and it's still Tyree Hill, and it's still Travis Kelsey. Got the Raiders, Bucks. They never play well against the Eagles. Hardly. I mean, they did, They won last year, but uh, after, besides that, they didn't beat them in 2017, 18, or 19. Dolphins with Tua coming back. Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Cowboys again. Eagles again. Bears. Who knows how improved Justin Fields would be at that point. Washington. I mean, last time they played Washington, they couldn't contain Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke put up what? 336 yards and two touchdowns against the Giants. 34-46 or 46 passing. I have it right here in front of me, that's how I was able to say it that quickly, by the way. I don't usually remember these things sometimes. But <laughs> if this defense can't defense can't put it together now, when will they? They gotta figure out a way to right the wrongs. Seriously. I mean it's getting really concerning at this point. This defense was the one you I... I Listen, going into this year, I was optimistic about the offense, but obviously there were still issues to consider given Jason Garrett was still calling the plays. The defense I was confident in, regardless, going into this year. And they're disappointing me. They're disappointing me. Hey, okay, the secondary isn't great. Bradbury hasn't been great. Their injuries. Peppers was not playing this past, um, this past Sunday. Martinez is out for the year. They're starting to notice the effects. Of Dalvin Tomlinson's departure in, in a free agency. I still don't know why they didn't. They, they should have looked to extend Dalvin Tomlinson after 2019. Don't know why they didn't. I and mean, then they definitely valued him on that def- as part of that defense. I don't know why they didn't look to extend him after 2019. But regardless, they're noticing the effects of his loss. Leonard Williams has not earned his contract thus far. No pass rush. Even though they have bodies in the pass rush. Lorenzo Carter, Oshane Zimenez, Aziz Ojalari. They got guys they could rush the passer. Not to mention Leonard Williams again, who had love, who led the team with eleven and a half sacks last year. Now could be the best year of his career. Defense has to figure out the issues, and they do, and it has to quickly. Look at the schedule; it's brutal. They're one and four right now. They could go one and five against the Rams. Maybe they beat the Panthers to go to two and five. But then, are they beating the Chiefs? Are they beating the Raiders or the Bucks? That's what two and eight right there. Maybe they beat the Eagles once out of twice, once out of two times. Maybe they beat Chicago. Maybe they beat Washington. I don't. I can't see them beating Dallas. It's tough. It's tough. I want them to. I want. Obviously, I'm gonna root for them. Obviously, I want them to right the wrongs. I just. I. I, I don't see. I don't know if I see it occurring. It's tough. It's a, it's. I look at the defense on watch, rewatch the Giants Cowboys game. Defense couldn't contain Dak Prescott at all. They needed to rush it. They needed to pressure him all game. They couldn't. He had time to operate, and he threw for over three hundred yards and three touchdowns, which is exactly what the Giants couldn't let happen. They could not let Dak get hot, and they didn't. 22 of 32 passing for Prescott, 302 yards, three touchdowns. Had the one pick, but it was early. And after that, it was, you know, Prescott clicked, He found the rhythm. Giants couldn't let him find the rhythm, but they did. And it cost them. Tough. They got to figure it out, especially with Stafford and McVay and all those guys coming into MetLife Stadium next week. That's tough. That's not going to be good. If if this defense cannot figure it out, they're going to have a real tough time Sunday afternoon. Tell you that right now. But, until then, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 89 of the Widerite Podcast. Thank you so much for giving me just a few minutes of your time to rant and rave about the loss on the defense this past Sunday. Obviously, NFL Best Bets Week 6 will be coming uh, later this week, probably tomorrow, Wednesday, because, you know, obviously the week, week 6 starts already on Thursday. So, uh, we're going to do the Best Bets Week 6 episode uh, Wednesday of this week. Have that for you. That'll be episode 90. Uh, give you our bets, and then later on this week, I will have a preview of the upcoming Giants-Rams game, talking about what they will need to accomplish on either side of the ball, uh, talk about if Jones will play, will be playing, he's got to go through the protocol, so we'll see, Barkley and Galladay are expected not to play, so we're going to see a lot of Devontae Booker, a lot of Kadarius Toney again, maybe Shepard and Slayton will be back, maybe uh, Andrew Thomas will be back in the starting lineup. Maybe uh, Jabril Peppers will be back in the starting lineup after the hamstring injury sidelined in him against the Cowboys, but we'll have a preview of that. But regardless, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 89. As always, I am Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Honey E S N Y. That's at Ryan Honey E S N Y. Listen to and subscribe to the Wide Right Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Ired Radio Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And all right, I'm out of here.